Hello and welcome to this special episode of Random Wrestling Review. Now, for a little while, specifically to Matt and Stephen actually, I've been promising that I will reveal who the best wrestler of all time is. And today, I'm going to do it. And I've got a little PowerPoint presentation as well for them to to enjoy whilst I do it. And uh, I may even make a YouTube video of this as well, just so that we've got, you know, only, it'll only be the PowerPoints. Don't worry, Matt, your hair is not going to be in it. He's got terrible hair today. He's been wearing a cowboy hat before and it just looks ridiculous. Can you see the can you see the screen, guys? I can. I like some of the people on this, uh, so this screen. This. I like that the picture of Will Ospreay is from when he's 14 as well. Yep, yep. That's <laughs> so, yeah, about got a beard. six, seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what I will reveal to you right now is that the greatest wrestler of all time is on the screen as we okay. speak. Okay, he is one of these, or she, because there is one woman on this uh, yes. on this screen, yeah. uh, is on this on this front on this uh, header page. Now I have been wrestling with this particular kind of question for a little while, ever since even actually we had the conversation about who's better, Shawn Michaels or Kenny Omega? Is Kenny yep. Omega light years ahead of Shawn Michaels? Plus I I listened to your podcasts your last you know the the 12 days of pro wrestling moments as it was to end up the your amazing um podcast and there were some comments in i think the last episode that you made that i was like oh that's that's interesting i'm, I'm not not sure i agree with that like for example that wrestling is so much better now than it was 20 30 40 years ago so i've put together a little bit of analysis to find out who the best wrestler is of all time now let's go on to let's start with this objectives so here's your objectives for this particular thing. My, my chief objective is to create a model, a statistical model that will objectively determine the greatest wrestler of all time. OK, and I wanted to base it on some principles. So first of all, all wrestlers should be measured against their contemporaries rather than people from outside of their era. Now, that is simply because it's not fair to judge I don't know, a random Terry Funk match against a random, I don't know, Kazuchika Okada match. It's just not fair because they're dealing entirely different things. Their whole act is geared towards a different set of wants and desires from their audience. You know, so like Bruno San Martino, I always make this particular case for Bruno San Martino is Bruno San Martino wrestled the way he did because that's what the New York crowd liked. It wasn't because he was a terrible wrestler. It's just that's what they wanted. And so he gave them it and he did it better than anybody else. That's why he headlined so many times. So all wrestlers have got to be measured against their contemporaries. Simple as that. I agree completely with that. Number second principle should be based on wrestlers body of work, not direct opinions about them. So what I mean by this is if I gave you a list of 100 wrestlers and said, give me a scoring out of 100 for each of these people, your answers would be colored by your opinions of who they are as a person, your own personal kind of experience watching them your closeness to them, your fandom of them. Stephen, in particular, would be guilty of giving Will Ospreay 500 out of 100. You know, it'd be <laughs> ridiculous, right? But also, it's not necessarily reliable because it's not about their body of work necessarily. It's your kind of emotional feeling about who or how good that person is. So the, the, the model is going to be based on match quality alone, okay? Not individual wrestler rating, for example. Third principle is that longevity should be rewarded. So if you've been a wrestler for 30 years and you've been at the top level for 30 years, that should be rewarded. If you've only burned brightly for two years, then this shouldn't get you as far as someone who's been a top wrestler for 30 years. And finally, consistency and depth of great work should be rewarded as well. So, you know, if you regularly have great, great matches and you do it every year and you do like 10, 15 great matches a year, that should be rewarded as well. So methodology is is next. I've used cagematch.net's average rating as an indicator of match quality. 
so this is basically people going on to cage match they're members of cage match they rate the matches out of 10 and then cage match gives an average rating for that based on all of those those votes effectively for a match to be eligible for inclusion in the model it must be at least five minutes in length because that's what cage match requires you can't rate a match which is under five minutes it has to have been rated at least five times on cage match and that's because cage match list their matches by if you rate them if you list them by average rating they only show you the rating if they've been they've been rated five times and then finally it has to have an average rating of at least six and i'll get to why that is in a little bit for context at the end of 2023 there were 23,157 matches in history that fell into this category i.e they they satisfied all these criteria but while all of those were eligible for inclusion only 3,988 have qualified as per the method explained on the next slide i'm really excited about this this is incredible <laughs> so far i yeah this is i I've, i feel like I'm, I'm enjoying cage match being used i'm loving it so far so i'm, I'm excited about what's coming next cool so only the 100 best matches of any given year are included in this model this is to allow that judgment against contemporaries the top 100 matches per year are determined by the average rating on cage match each match is allocated points based on their rank for a given year so for example it's 100 points to the best match of the year 99 to the second best match of the year and all the way down to one point for the 100th best each participant in the match is then allocated an equal number of points from that match based on the number of participants in it. So, for example, for a singles match, the score is divided by two. For a tag team match, the score is divided by four, etc., etc., etc. To give an example of this, the number one ranked match of 2022 was the double dog collar match between FTR and the Briscoe Brothers at ROH's final battle review. Uh, it had an average rating of 9.63 based on 483 different match ratings. So the match is given a score of 100 because it's the number one of the year. The score is then divided by four as it's a tag team match and there are four participants in the match. Therefore, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe are all allocated 25 points for the match. And this is added to their overall and 2022 totals. And as part of this, I do have a list of the wrestler of the year for every year and the match of the year for every year as well, which we'll come to later on. So I'm going to go into the top 100 now. I'm going to give you the entire top 100. But what I also reveal is that in the model, there are over a thousand wrestlers. Okay, so what I will say is that I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's done something like this before. I don't know about it. And as far as I know, and I'd be very interested if there is anything bigger and wider, wider scope than this. But as far as I know, this is the best statistical analysis of who the best wrestler of all time is. Okay, and the most thorough, I guess, is the is the word is what I'm looking for. Oh, no, I've got some weaknesses first before we go to the top 100. So there are some weaknesses. So I wanted to acknowledge them because this is this is what statistical analysis is all about. Right. So the model disadvantages wrestlers whose career peaked all or in part before 1990. There's just no way to avoid that. The further you go back, the greater this disadvantage increases. And that's simply because, first of all, there isn't the same volume of material available like to watch on video from periods before 1990 it's just not the same amount but also the website was open in 2001 so anything prior to that is automatically always going to be retrospectively reviewed and then the further you go back the less likely our people are to do that there's also an inherent bias in the fact that cage match is a german website and there does therefore does overrepresent the importance of german promotions especially those that have been open since 2001 so in particular westside extreme wrestling probably takes a more prominent place in the model than perhaps it deserves but it's not massively it's not a massive deal it's just a small advantage that that wxw has also there's a bias the fact that cage match has an english translation and therefore provides a slight advantage to wrestling from english-speaking countries and due to the popularity of japanese wrestling in the 
Western world, the promotions most disadvantaged by these language factors are the Mexican promotions. For example, if there was a Spanish translation to the website, likely there would be significantly more representation from AAA and CMML in the model over history. I wanted to also go back to the people who've peaked before 1990. There's another reason why this is a disadvantage is that, and this is also the reason why I've only included matches over six uh, average rating. So for example, a good example of this is 1985. There are only about 70 matches that have been reviewed by more than five people. And as you might imagine, everybody has reviewed every match from WrestleMania 1. Mm. Now, it's undoubted that had 1985 got the same representation of numbers of matches that have been rated enough, there's no way the worst matches on WrestleMania 1 would be in the top 100 matches of the year. So that's why I had to put that cap on, which means that, for example, in 1985, there are only about 50, 40, 40 or 50 matches in the model itself. Whereas for every year after 1990, there are 100 because they're much better represented. So that just gives you another kind of explanation of why it's a disadvantage to peak before that year but what i will say is that the people in the top 100 i don't think have been disadvantaged by that but we'll get to that so here comes the top 100 starting with uh 100 to 96 here's the first five tito santana number 100 rob van damme at 99 98 yoshihiro takiyama 97 is pack and 96 seth rollins 96 best ever (laughs) you can see here that you've got the point scoring so people who were who are listening won't be able to see this but i've listed the points scored for each of these wrestlers and the number of matches that are included in the model by the previous criteria so tito santana 539.183 points from 19 matches i won't list all of the points if you want to see all the points you're gonna to have to watch the video if i put it up on youtube which i may not who knows before we go any further and reveal too many more names would you like me and matt to guess who you think is number one or would you, or is that going to spoil the great idea no great idea matt you go first guess who, who do you think is gonna be number one on this uh, list I'd be shocked if it wasn't Bret Hart. Stephen, um, who do you, who do you think is going to be number one? I think it's Okada or Osprey. Um, Okada. Matt, do you what? Do you seem like you were going to go on then after that? So sorry, I just cut you off a bit. Yeah, I definitely don't think Okada or Osprey. Yeah, fuck it. I'll, just go, I'll go with Bret. Okay, fine. The the interesting one from this first five anyway, Seth Rollins. I think where he is positioned is where I would almost not that I wouldn't be able to do this, but I would think in my head he's not one of the best ever, anywhere near close to being one of the best ever. And I think yeah. 96th is a fair reflection of where I think Seth Rollins would be. You also see here I've listed where Tito Santana, for example, won the match of the year in 1981. His match was with Nick, Nick Bockwinkel in AWA was the match of the year in 1981. Next up, Yuji Nagata in 95th, 94th, Katsuyori Shibata, 93, Mayu Iwatani. I'm going to do my best to not butcher the uh, pronunciations of the Japanese wrestlers, so apologies if they do. 92, Shinjiro Otani, and 91, Kensuke Sasaki. Lots of Japanese wrestlers on that particular slide. Uh, Match of the year winner in 2005, Kensuke Sasaki. Mayu Iwatani is an interesting one because she has, my memory is going in my old age, so I could almost do with like the the example you gave just to the right-hand side, but she's had a lot of really, really good matches over the last probably 10, 10 years or so that I would have thought users of cage match would be all over like a rash so i'm wondering now i've seen that whether my okada or osprey one is way off the market it is going to be someone with like you said matt like a brett who's got a long time basically anyway let's see i'm i'm i'm, I'm absolutely this is comfortably the best thing that's happened to me in january is watching this so <laughs> i'm absolutely loving it i'm absolutely loving good. it good I, I knew i had to get you on this one Stephen, because i knew you'd be interested <laughs> <laughs> okay so 90th is greg valentine 89th christopher daniels 88th wow. Hulk Hogan, 87th kento mayahara mm. and 86th kyoko inui match of the year winner in 1993 a hulk hogan 88th 
position. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, Christopher Daniels is, is the interesting one there for me because I think a lot of people sleep on how bloody good he is and, and has been for a while. But just because he, I think he hasn't been around for such a long while, people forget. Well, I think, and I think this is the thing is like, this is based on match rating. So you can't forget anybody. Mm. Nobody can be forgotten because you're rating the matches rather than rating the individual. So it means that you might not like, I don't know, a person like Chris Benoit, you might not like, for example, but you probably rate his matches completely independently of what you think of him. Whereas if you rate him, you'd rate him differently. And that's just an extreme example, but that's the same for everybody. So it's all about body of work. Okay. Eighth, fifth, Mark Bristow. 84 is Kyle O'Reilly, 83, Hiroshi Hase, 82 is Bob Backlund, and 81, Dynamite Kid. Bob Backlund there, rest of the year, 1979 and 1980. Don't don't sleep on Bob Backlund. You could argue that he is disadvantaged by the fact that everyone prior to 1990 is, and there's a number of examples on this top 100, I will say, that are in that position. But I also think that the biggest and, and best wrestlers from the period, certainly in the 70s and 80s, are quite well represented by the numbers of matches that people have seen, and in the main actually benefit from the lack of matches because people go to their matches specifically. So in some ways, there's a there's a disadvantage but sometimes there's an advantage as well so i think they're relatively well placed in general bit different when you get lower down the list anyway 80th randy savage 79th minora suzuki 78th john cena 77th bull nakano and 76th jay briscoe Stephen looks sad that randy savage is out on the 80th i am a bit sad about that actually to be honest yeah <laughs> and uh, john cena is above him as well yeah <laughs> that, that abuses me i must say <laughs> John Cena's had a lot of good matches. And Randy obviously has as well, but John Cena has had a really a lot of if you think about every match that John Cena's had that's four stars and above, if you if you want to take it back to stars, he's had a huge amount of good matches. So yeah, fair play to Johnny. What I will say, and I haven't put it here, which is an oversight, is John Cena won match of the year in twenty eleven with CM Punk. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> Okay, 75th, Satoru Siyama, the original Tiger Mask. Steve Williams, 74th. 73rd is Harley Race. 72nd, Nobuhiko Takada. And 71, Matt Jackson. You see, they're also getting more and more of the, the award winners as well coming through. Yeah. This is not this is not Meltzer match of the year, by the way. This is the match of the year as determined by cage match ratings. Okay, 70th, Tatsumi Fujinami. 69th, Nick Jackson. 68th, Edge. 67th, Nigel McGuinness. 66th, Takashi Segura. I don't know how to pronounce his name, sorry. Um, Edge, match of the year, 2001-2002. So the match of the year, 2001, was the TLC match. In 2002, it was with Rey Mysterio against Benoit Angle. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Nigel McGuinness, 2007 and 2008, match of the year winner against Brian Danielson. And I can't remember who Tatsumi Fujinami's matches of the year were against, unfortunately, <laughs> off the top of my head. That's feeling quite, ner- feeling quite nervous. What I will say at this point, I will reveal that of the people who were in the TLC match, Edge is the only one who's made the top 100. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Fifth, Daisuke Sakamoto. 64, Shinya Hashimoto. 63rd, wow. Loki. 62nd, Ricky Choshu. And 61st, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Loki, <laughs> good God. That's concerning me. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that's fair. Match of the year winner, Ricky Choshu from 1984. Uh, Loki, yeah, interesting as well. Long time since I've heard anything about Loki. Okay, moving on. 60th, Masato Tanaka. 59th, Mako Satomura. 58th, Steve Austin. 57th, Eddie Guerrero. And 56th, Austin Aries. Now, again, this is based on body work, and it doesn't take into account draw at all. There's yeah. no talk of draw or even or even promos or anything, but Austin's 58th and Guerrero 57th here. And Austin Aries is above them both, which is sacrilege. 
Switch, but there you go. That's the way the model comes out. I think Austin Aries and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I th- I put. I, I suppose Eddie's probably suffering a little bit from as ridiculous as it sounds. Maybe a little bit of longevity, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. was he like ten years at the ten years? Yeah. Top top end. So yeah. Um, and Steve Austin, I guess similar. Re- like yeah, in some ways, he could have gone on for years if he hadn't had his injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a popular one, but I've had Eddie Guerrero lower. So again. This is not based on my opinion or anybody else's individual opinion. It's based on a collective opinion of people on matches alone. Well, length of time is a, is a key consideration in this, isn't it? So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. 55th, Gosho Zaki. 54th, Davey Richard. 53rd, Rey Mysterio Jr. 52nd, Dory Funk Jr. 51st, The Rock. Wow. So really I was not. Ex- so high. Yeah, I was not expecting The Rock to be as high. Yeah. He had an electric 99 2000 in particular. Just so many good matches um, that made the top 100 list. And that's why he's as high as he is. Got Rey Mysterio match of the year in 2002, as I discussed later on, alongside Edge. And Dory Funk Jr. match of the year winner 1970 and 79 in this lot. Yes, interesting. Now, top 50. Top 50. <laughs> yes, we're into the top 50. Okay. 50th, Kevin Owens. 49th, oh, Akira Hakutu. 48th, Claudio Castagnoli. 47th, Mick Foley. 46th, Chris Jericho. What? What are you What are you complaining about there, Matt? Doesn't Kevin, like Kevin Owens, Owens. top Fuck off! I would put it in my top 200. But that's the point. It's not based on your your opinion or my opinion. It's based on everybody's a collective. Well, opinion. everybody's wrong. <laughs> Chris Jericho 46, quite low given his length of time. I would suggest, but then maybe not. I don't believe he should be higher. But he definitely wouldn't be higher than that in my old time in ring. No way. I think that's probably about. To be honest, I haven't seen much yet which I can sadly disagree with, really, in, in terms of anything stark. OK, 45th, Nick Bockwinkle. 44th, The Undertaker. 43rd, Vader. 42nd, Triple H. And 41st, KG Muto. Triple H's 2000 is one of the best years ever, I believe, that any, any individual wrestler's had. The Undertaker's match of the year winner in 2009-2010, both the matches against Shawn Michaels, uh, successive WrestleManias, and Bockwinkle, obviously, match of the year winner in 1980 and 81, as we said earlier on, with Tito. Surprised that the, uh, the Shawn Michaels rematch won match of the year, to be honest. Oh, God, it's not going to be Shawn Michaels, is it? <laughs> oh, God, I hope Fucking so. hell. <laughs> Who knows? Oh Who my knows? god! Don't if this is if this whole thing is to set up me getting annoyed about Shawn Michaels <laughs> at the end, and I know it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been your intention, Ben, at no. all, but yeah, goodness me! No oh one my... goes through this much work to no, to no. Just <laughs> oh my god! Well, maybe they do, but I do. I'm so excited though. I so oh god! This. It's a pit in my stomach. Oh okay. god! Moving on. 40th, Roderick Strong. 39th, Ricky Steamboat. Punk. 38th, Katsuhiko Nakajima. 37th, CM Punk. 36th, Samoa Joe. So, CM Punk wrestled the year 2004. Samoa Joe wrestled the year 2005. Ricky Steamboat was in match of the year 1989 with Ric Flair. And CM Punk, obviously, match of the year winner with John Cena in 2011. Well, I, th- I think the only one that I I think stuck out a little bit, maybe is Keiji Muto on the last one, which is 41, I think. But may- again, maybe that is, given hit when, hit where some of his prime stuff was in terms of accessibility and how much that stuff wasn't televised, wasn't on tape, etc. In terms of if you're looking at someone's actual in-ring ability versus body of work, I suppose. But I th- again, I think everything on this page that I'm looking at is probably fair. Well, we've got a few more to go. And I think this might be the, one of the first, the next page might be one of the first disappointments. Oh, here we go. For some people. 35th, Jushin Liger. 34th, Tetsuya Naito. 33rd, yeah. 33rd. 33rd is Gunther, 32nd Zack Sabre Jr. and 31st Bret Hart. Wow. I told you it was not my opinion. 
I told you no. it was entirely based on statistics. You also very interested to see Gunther thirty third all time. That's mm. bloody good. That is to be fair. So what? that is a lot based on his work in WXW. So I did say it was slightly it was slightly overpowered the WXW time, and also some of his matches in Progress did score very highly too, and NXT. In fairness, so he's he's been a top points getter for at least six or seven years from what he's done so, so the brett thing here are we saying that or, or, or is the thinking here that because of brett's brett himself obviously absolutely unbelievable but a brett versus diesel match is probably getting like a 6.57 that's it that is it and that so, is it so it? i'm not yeah. saying that yeah i mean look I, I maybe grandiosely said this is the best wrestler of all time it's the best wrestler of the year or the best wrestler of all time based on the work they did not on the work they could have had if they were facing yeah. Shawn michaels every week or bret hart was up against booker t and chris benoit and chris jericho every week for yeah. example and Shawn michaels second career is going to get him higher here because he's he had you know a lot of uh you know, again like the Cena thing a, a lot of Michaels was a license to print for four 4.25 4.5 star matches all the time so I'm not surprised he's higher up I'm starting to think good angle is going to be quite high he will be 100 percent yeah yeah okay well you might not be too worried about Shawn Michaels because he's up next 20 30th yes. 29th Naimichi Marafuji 28th Shawn Michaels 27th Sami Zayn 26th Kenta what so Sami Zayn wrestled of the year in 2011, match of the year in 2014 with Adrian Neville, interestingly. Shawn Michaels was match of the year in 2009-2010. Aja Kong was, the, I think, the only woman who's had two match of the year wins in 93 and 2000. Kenta was match of the year in 2006 with Naomichi Marafuji, who's also on the same group of wrestlers. Great match of Osprey last year. Everyone should listen, go and find because it's very, very good. There is one wrestler in the top 20 or so that I was shocked by. Okay, we're in the top 25 now, so things are going to start getting real. 25th, Jun Akiyama. 24th, Akira Ooh. Tawe. And 23rd, Kurt Angle. There he is. There he yeah. is. Rest of the year, 2001, Kurt Angle. Match of the year, winner, 2002. Interestingly enough, Wrestler of the Year has only been won by two WWE superstars ever, Triple H and Kurt Angle in 2000-2001. Yeah. Um, we also get some of the silly numbers of Match of the Year winners. So, for example, Akira Tawe, 1990, 91, 95, and 96, Match of the Year winner. Okay, next three, 22nd, Kota Bushi. Oh, Manami Toyota. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling things here. But I'm going to shut up now. 20 Sorry. seconds, Kota Bushi. 21st, Terry Funk. 20, Manami Toyota. She is the highest ranked female wrestler on the list, Manami Toyota. Wrestler of the Year 1985. Terry Funk was Wrestler of the Year in 1981 and 1983 and Match of the Year winner in 76, 77 and 79. And Kota Ibushi was Match of the Year winner in 2015. I mean, for me, when I went back and did, uh, or not went back, when I did uh, watching all the Meltzer Five Star stuff, discovering Manami Toyota's work is one of the best things. I, I would be quite... I would have been quite happy if she'd won the whole thing. And I couldn't have argued. If I can't argue with anyone who says she's the best in ring wrestler of all time. Matt, go out of your way to find some of her stuff on YouTube because she's absolutely phenomenal. All Japan women's. I've got, I've got, a, I think it's six, DV, six box about 24 this set of hers and I threw some of that on during my COVID Christmas I'm like she's absolutely out of this world so yeah I guess some of that is probably just not enough matches that people have got access to to rate I suppose but yeah she, she's out of this world she, she may be 20 on this list but I bet she's no Trish Stratus oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing that she suffers from and as do mostly all Japan women is that I think there was some kind of thing in the 80s and 90s where the wrestlers could only wrestle up to a certain age and they had to kind of stop or make get out of the way for other people 
I, I've, I, I'm, I have to check that, but I'm sure I've heard people talk about that in the past where they kind of, they may have been able to start wrestling again later on, but they had to stop for some reason. I think definitely 80s. I think, I don't think she stopped, but I, definitely in Fine. the 80s, that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also the, obviously the, the fact that women's wrestling became massive in the 90s, but then kind of the whole thing crumbled towards mm. the end of the 90s. And I think they all suffered from that. Okay. Moving on. 19th, Chingo Takagi. 18th, Antonio Inoki. 17th, Stan Hansen. Inoki was wrestler of the year in 1971 and 74. Match of the year winner in 1970, 71, 75 and 84. Shingo Takagi wrestler of the year 2021. Still at New Japan, I believe. Shingo Takagi. Yes. Okay, moving on to the next bit. AJ Styles, 16th. Kenny Omega, 15th. Chris Hero. 14th now he was the one i was shocked by chris hero yeah rest of the year in winner in 2010 and 2016 kenny omega was rest of the year in 2017 aj styles rest of the year in 2002 2003 and 2015 so it was a new japan run helped him to that and the other thing that chris hero benefits from and this is a big this is what i've realized obviously looking at a lot of the wrestlers is that he stayed on the indies he didn't have a long period in tna wwe or AEW, and as a consequence always had matches that were longer more important in their context at least and therefore had a better chance of being a great match so aj stars you notice the gap between 2003 and 2015 because he's in tna for like 10 years and though he had a number of great matches not the same number as he would have had if he would stayed on the indies just wouldn't have yeah. would have had many more see this is this is really interesting for me at this point because i can't danielson okada tanahashi and osprey i'm sure there's a really obvious name that i'm missing but maybe shibata's in there i can't really think how we're going to get 13 more out of this like they're not obvious in my mind but we'll, well find we've, out. we'll find we've out. had shibata he was like we've had shibata okay Okay. Okay, we're now into the uh, 13, 13, 12, 11. Here we go. Giant Baba, 13. 12th, Tomohiro Ishii, and 11th, Chris Benoit. I was quite happy that Benoit wasn't in the top 10. Yeah. He was but he's there match of the year win in 2002 i mean look in fairness a lot of these ratings go back go up were originally put in before benoit did what he did so it's yeah you know, it's just part of the statistics it's there ishii wrestler of the year in 2014 and 2020 and baba wrestler of the year 68 69 70 73 and 75 match of the year 68 69 and 72 steven giant baba might be the key to unlocking who the people you're forgetting are oh masawa uh kabashi all of that lot yeah okay of course Top 10 then. In 10th place, Will Ospreay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 2,152.042 matches, points from 79 matches. Rest of the year, 2019, 2022, and 2023. Match of the year winner, 2019 and 2023. What I'll say at this point, a bit of a spoiler, Will Ospreay is probably the one person that could genuinely rise to be the top spot at some point in the future there is nobody else in the top 10 that isn't already number one that could rise to be number one i would suggest number nine kazuchika okada oh there we go there's my two picks out gone 2236.708 points from 74 matches rest of the year 2012 match of the year 2013 2017 and 2018 those two obviously with omega number eight hiroshi tanahashi 2324.167 points from 84 matches rest of the year in 2013 match of the year in 2012 and 2013 number seven Genichiro Tenru, 
2,397.283 points from 93 matches. Rest of the year, 1988, match of the year, also in 1988. A very long career, very, very long career at the top level. Number six, you might not like this one, Ric Flair. 2,544.825 points from 94 matches. Rest of the year winner, 85, 86, 87, 89. Match of the year, 83, 87, and 89. Okay, we're into the top five. There we go. Fifth. Some of the uh, graphics here aren't great either, actually, for the top 10. <laughs> Toshiaki Kawada, 2,817.375 points from 136 matches. Rest of the year winner, 1992. Match of the year winner, 88, 90, 91, 94, 95, and 96. One of the four pillars of All Japan. We have already had only one of them, which is Akira Toei. He's the second. Fourth, Jumbo Saruta. 3,232.083 points from 124 matches. Rest of the year winner 76, 77, 78, 90, 91. Match of the year winner 76, 78, 83, 90, and 91. And the fact that he won rest of the year in 76, 77, 78, and then again in 1990, 91, like 14 years later, shows you the length of time he was on top. <laughs> it's starting to go over my head now. I've genuinely never heard of him. That's fair enough. One of yeah. the pioneers of you know the Japanese. Quite early years for me, yeah. Three, Kenta Kabashi. 3,341.208 points from 163 matches. Rest of the year, 94 and 98. Match of the year, 90, 91, 92, 95, 97, 98, 99, 2003, 2004, 2005. And this is the difference, isn't it? The number of matches... The number of high quality matches is the is the is the is the difference here. Isn't Absolutely, it? it's the yeah. distinction. It's about yeah. the body of work as opposed yeah. to what anything else makes it. And two, this might give you who number one is. Mitsuharu Misawa, oh, yeah, three thousand four hundred ten point eight seven five points from one hundred and sixty five matches. Rest of the year in ninety seven and ninety nine. Match of the year winner nineteen ninety ninety one ninety four ninety five ninety six ninety seven ninety eight ninety nine two thousand three. Many of them with Kenta Kobashi. But number one, the best wrestler of all time according to this model is Brian Danielson. <laughs> points from 148 matches wrestler of the year 2006 2007 2008 2009 four years in a row match the year winner 2007 and 2008 a very long career 19 years of points he got overall and that includes the fact that he got zero points for a number of years whilst he was in wwe but danielson is the number one any thoughts on danielson's victory i think it's a really interesting model actually because 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 i think that what what um you know i have i haven't seen much of Jumbo Saruta, but I've seen a fair amount of Masao. Where was Kabashi in the end? Third. Third, yeah. And their stuff is incredible. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It's just absolutely incredible. I, I guess. And Danielson is phenomenal. Like Danielson is still banging out incredible matches. Like his match of MJF last year is the best Ironman match, best 60-minute match. I would say I haven't seen every 60-minute match has ever been, but I've every every sort of mainstream televised one. I think it's the best one that anyone's ever done. He did it with MJF, who's who's a good, a very good wrestler, but not a Brian Danielson. So I think that's in terms of his body of work, he's, he's an absolutely incredible professional wrestler. I guess my slight minor tiny counter would be I don't think. Danielson has ever got as high in a wrestling match as Okada, Omega or Osprey. But then that isn't really what it's about. And I think that depending on what, I mean, I think Okada's Okada's kind of best days are definitely behind him. And what happens if Osprey remains to be seen. But I think it's a really interesting take. And I think it's a, most of the list, I couldn't, I couldn't, if I was doing my own list of greatest in-wing performers of all time, a lot of the stuff in the kind of mid, mid levels up to about 15, I probably pretty much agree with. So yeah, I, 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 uh, I'll t- as long as it's not Shawn Michaels, I'll take Danielson. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what I'd say about you said about him, Danielson not reaching the heights of Ricardo, etc., etc. Maybe not if you compare his matches from 2006 
to matches that they're having in 2023 and 2024 but there's a 15 year gap between the two yeah yeah so you have to allow for that difference as well and that's the whole point of this is allowing for that difference in overall quality because that's the point you're judging them against their peers rather than across type plus he might he may well he's still he's still, i don't know what if if danielson's prime is 10 out of 10 he's probably not far off 8 out of 10 still sure. and actually in in 2024 he could have a match of will osprey for sure and that could you know we could be talking about stuff that that's beyond Okada. And again, it's all subjective. Everyone's got their, what they consider to be the best wrestling match in, in history. But you, th- he is a guy that absolutely is capable of the right opponent of having the single best professional wrestling match of all time still. And and, and even to be, and you're only talking about, I would say at this moment in time, probably three people on earth that could do that. Um, and he's one of them. So I think the, the, the very fact that the, the matter that says a lot, that from a subjective point of view, anyone that said this guy is the best wrestler of all time, I couldn't have a, I couldn't, I couldn't say, I think you're an absolute idiot. I think that's a completely fair <laughs> shout. Any thoughts, Matt? I'm not quite as high on Danielson as um, as the number would suggest, to be honest. Not, again, not that I would remotely say that he's bad or anything like that at all. I, I'm just, I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't be my pick for number one. But I'm not surprised, particularly with the years that he had, like you said, 2006, 2007. I mean, God, I, I can remember when I was reading, you know, Power Slam on a regular basis back, you know, even then. I, I didn't know that much about Brian Danielson, but I heard every issue he's had the match of the month he's had the match of the year all the time so like his ring of honor run in particular like i I know how sort of celebrated that was so it it doesn't shock me so i've got this is not the end of the presentation still a little bit more to go because i've drawn a few conclusions from this because as i said this isn't my opinion this is just the way the statistics came out but what it has done is informed my opinion now that brian danielson really is the best ever and I give, I've got some reasons for that, not just because he finished number one. First one is when you compare the matches that Brian Danielson had against the matches Misawa and Misawa had. Now, Misawa's number two of all time, right? Oh, no. Hang on. Before we go there, we've got wrestler of the year. So this is all your wrestlers of the year from 1968 to 2023, based on the model, not based on anybody else's awards or whatever. Will Ospreay has now won it three times, won 2022 and 2023. That's how good his recent history has been. You can see there Jumbo Saruta and his five Giant Baba won five, Inoki won a couple, Terry Funk a couple, Flair's won four, AJ Styles two, Danielson won four in a row, and Chris Hero won two, 2010 and 2016. So uh, he really did benefit from being on the... Uh... Also Ishii, 2014 and 2020, which I love. What a lad. Big time. And then here's the match of the year list. Again, unfortunately, our listeners won't be able to see this unless they watch the YouTube thing. But I can I can put this up as a as an additional kind of graphic at some point on the Twitter or on uh, Instagram. But here they all are from 1968 through to 2023. Lots and lots of names. I've had to shorten some of them just down to surnames because I think one one was ten wrestlers or the ten man tag in a match. Uh, one of the wrestlers, one of the matches of the year. But as I said, WWE really in ring the early 2000s were their main time so that's when they won their match the wrestlers of the year they won two matches of the year in 2001 2002 as we've already discussed they also went in 2009 2010 2011 which is obviously a big period for them Shawn michaels undertaker and then cm punk and john cena so back to brian danielson and why i think he's the best of all time compare his matches with mitsuharu misawa and there's some, something interesting emerges brian daniel's most common opponents in the model so these are the matches that were in the model and the opponents that he's had most matches against from nigel mcginnis he had a 11 matches against him that were in the model down through to Seth Rollins who had seven matches in the model and their overall rank 
where they are. So Nigel McGuinness was 67th, Castagnoli 49th, Osneri's 56th, Samoa Joe 37th, etc, etc. Chris Hero's in there, he's 14th, of course. In general, their numbers are well below the numbers of the people that Mitsuhara and Misawa faced. In fact, look at how many matches he had against Kabashi, Kawada and Tawei, who are all, you know, all in the model, counted in the model with points. And they were third, fifth and 24th of all time. And he had 67 matches against Kenta Kabashi. He was his most common opponent. Danielson's most common opponent is Nigel Mingus with just 11 matches. You compare that and you're like, of course, Misawa scored loads of points. He was against the best wrestlers the world has ever seen. Yeah. Every single time he stepped in the ring, pretty much. Danielson was not. <laughs> so I mean, some just... of those are tags, aren't they? But, but it's, it, the, oh, the, loads the, of them. Yeah. yeah l- l- I mean, the tag, the tags were unbelievable as well. So I think that is really start, and that goes back to the Brett thing, doesn't it? Brett was like flogging away against Bob Backlund and Diesel and The Undertaker and people, whereas Kabashi and Masawa, and actually you can make that comment, you can make that comparison for Okada and Omega and Osprey really because they've all got each other and they've got a lot of other really good people as well so yeah I think that is a really really interesting thing about Danielson and MJF is the prime example of that Danielson had one of the best legitimately one of the for me one of the best probably certainly best 10 maybe best five wrestling matches ever with MJF and that just goes to show how good this guy is bit more on Danielson so only 11 wrestlers have scored points in more individual years than Daniel Bryan they are Genichiro Tenru, Mitsuharu Masao, Rick Flair, Terry Funk, Jun Akiyama, Kenta Kabashi, Stan Hansen, Jumbo Suruta, Shawn Michaels, and Takashi Segura. All who've had absolutely superhuman length careers. Terry Funk in particular, absolutely crazy. Genichiro Tenru, I think something like 30 years of point scoring. So only 11 wrestlers have actually been longer than him at the top level. He scored points on the US Indies, Japan, Europe, and the US Majors, which very, very few people have done. So he's Ring of Honor, Chikara, PWG, IWA, Mid-South, Evolve, New Japan, NOAA, WX. FWA in Europe and WWE in, and AEW. 18 different promotions. By comparison, Misawa, six different promotions, Flair 12, Tenru 11, Tanahashi 5, Osprey 12, and Benoit 6. So again, he's wrestled everywhere with everybody. He's had matches in the model, which included 90 different wrestlers, either on his team or against him. And here's the list of all of them. Again, I won't go through all of them. This will be something, again, that people might want to watch the YouTube video for. But there is a huge huge list of people and it's got everyone from justin gabriel <laughs> to zach saber jr from kane to koji kanemoto from cash wheeler to dolph ziggler so i mean yes the list is pretty impressive a couple of other things i wanted to go through and this is interesting Stephen, because you've been obviously we've all been quite interested in this one who is better bret hart versus Shawn michaels hmm. so i want to talk about this a little bit because here is a chart of their points and how they accumulated them and how Shawn michaels beat bret hart now for, again this is difficult for me to explain to people audio in an audio way but basically what the chart shows is that bret hart's points started to be accumulated in 1982 and Shawn michaels started to be accumulated in 1986 bret hart of course stops wrestling in 1999 and doesn't at the end of 99 doesn't accumulate any more points Shawn michaels however came back to the ring in 2002 and then wrestled until 2010 so he had eight years after bret had stopped wrestling to accumulate all these points and in fact he didn't actually overtake him in points until 2008 so that shows you the 
the importance of Shawn Michaels' career going for that extra length of time. If Bret Hart hadn't got injured in 99 and had seen out his career, his contract with WCW, he might even have had a couple of matches in 2000 in WCW, although maybe unlikely. But at that point, he may very well have gone back to WWF, even on a part-time basis, even if it wasn't until 2003, 2004, 2005, at which point he probably would have had a few more point matches that got points in the thing. So Shawn Michaels only beat him, I think, by four places in the actual overall list and by about 100 points, I think it is in the end. So I think what it says is that this is, it shows that the, the model isn't perfect because there's no way to account for time that they didn't wrestle. I mean, obviously, there's the period in the middle of Shawn Michaels' career where he didn't wrestle as well, which were peak years for him or would have been. But it also shows that what the model is showing there is that, you know, Brett, the real the only difference between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart is the extra year Shawn Michaels had on Brett in his career. That's really the only difference. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. And also I would say that when they were peers, Brett was ahead of him by the looks of this on this uh That would be an interesting chart. one. I'd have, to, I'd have to look in terms of, well, I guess they are because the, the chart just show, does, does show that. Mm. But I'd be interested to hone in on those peak years, perhaps from, I don't know, maybe 88 through to 97 because they're the only years that are comparable. You can't compare Shawn Michaels' years after that. It's difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. But basically, they're the same. They're as good as one another, basically, is what I'm saying. Even when you look at the, the fact that Brett's got four places behind Shawn Michaels. Have you got the slide coming next about how many TV jobs Shawn Michaels did during this time? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> I did want to go to uh, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Now, originally, when I did this, I was going to actually do these first and give you a chance to decide oh, okay. when you okay, thought was yeah. going to be first. Now you obviously know. And actually, I would say that this is a much less close battle, even though Kenny Omega is famed for being one of the best wrestlers ever. The, the statistics don't bear that out in the same way as they do for Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay genuinely could end up being, by this model, the greatest of all time. But what I would say for him is, as you can see, from Kenny Omega, 2021 starts to starts to level out because he doesn't wrestle as much. The injuries start to take over, and of course, he's got another injury now. Will Ospreay has just gone to AEW. His amount of points will start to level out. Yeah. They will severely start to level out. Actually, this table, I think, is taken from when I didn't have 2023 in the model, actually. So it might I think the gap's even bigger between these two now. So I think now that Will Ospreay's in AEW, I think it will start to slow down the number of points he gets. It's just it's borne out by everything I've seen. Also, what's interesting is nearly every wrestler slows down after about 10 years. Hmm. just simply because at, when they're at the beginning of their career they're much more cutting edge than they they are by the by the later part of their career brian danielson's probably the one that belies that a little although he didn't score many points for 10 years whilst he's in wwe so when they're making their money they're not making the yeah the big absolutely matches. yeah but that the, the reason i wanted to include this is because this also leads me to the top 20 british wrestlers of all time on the list so Will Ospreay's number one, obviously Zack Sabre Jr. number two, Nigel McGuinness, Dynamite Kid, Pac, Billy Robinson, David Boy Smith, Tyler Bate, Marty Scurll, William Regal, Ooh. Doug Williams, Chris Brooks, Pete Dunn, Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, Trent Seven, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Saint, Johnny Kidd and Michael Oku. I thought you might be interested to see Stephen. Yeah, Michael Oku's great. Yeah. Johnny Saint made the list and Johnny Kidd, even though none of their peak career is on the list at all. So Johnny Saint, his matches from 2003. Eight, I think, with first of all with Mike Quackenbush, did some work with Mike Quackenbush. He also wrestled. Who's the other one? Of course, okay. Brian Danielson <laughs> also faced Johnny Saint. These guys are placed 600, 700, 800 in the overall t- overall list. I thought I'd just show you the British wrestlers. That's great. And I think. That's the lot. So we're done. There we go. Like I said, I think I'm not absolutely certain because I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody who's done something out there. But I, as far as I know, and I would be very, very interested to see anything else that, that's been out there that's done this. But as far as I know, this is the most exhaustive 
attempt at measuring who the best wrestler is of all time it won't answer the question definitively but it's a damn good addition to the debate in my view i thought that was an absolutely phenomenal piece of work ben so yeah that was really great i loved watching through that so three uh, <laughs> cheers for you to put for putting that together that was very insightful that was good yeah. yeah i don't know why i do these things like i said i like looking at lists of winners of things yeah i don't necessarily like watching it um <laughs> so that that's all this was but this is something I do like watching so it's an interesting one so yeah that is that is our episode for this week I hope that wasn't too onerous to listen along to because I realised a lot of that was visual but I tried to explain as much of it as I could as we went so my my pronunciations may also have let me down a little bit on that front as well um, no, I think you did a great job you nailed all the Japanese names Ben so I think you <laughs> did a great job I've been I was worried that um, oh what's his name um, there's a guy in AEW that's quite highly rated Kanosuke Takeshita yeah that's the one Kanosuke yeah. Takeshita I was really worried it was going to come up because I, and, I, and as a consequence I was was learning his name for ages because <laughs> i heard it on a podcast and i was like oh that's how you pronounce it i would have thought it was konosuke takashita yeah, but then yeah, they're yeah. like no it's konosuke takashita and i was like right i've, I've got to practice <laughs> pronouncing that name because <laughs> it's a really difficult one to do and i got it down now but it ultimately wasn't in the list anywhere anywhere near the top 100 so um all good matt thank you for joining me today pleasure as always gentlemen Stephen, thank you for your contributions too loved it really good stuff this has been the random wrestling review we'll be back again very soon until then take care